You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Sitting at ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling, news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. With Daniel Spencer. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Jeremy Wallman. I'm the best in the world at what I do. And Justin Kruger. Your arms are just too short to box with God. And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Woman. Welcome to... Ringside is Kruger! I would love to say that I missed that. I didn't. I was cur- I was really kind of wondering where he was going to go with. Uh, I-, I still thought it was going to be a Kenny Bowen thing. I was hoping it was going to be. Kenny had a lot of great things to say about him last week. Yeah, yeah. About who? Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> um, by the way, once again, thank you for all the support listening to uh, the show the past couple of weeks. All the new listeners we've gained over the star maker uh, pimping us out, uh, or well, or, or we kind of pimping him out. I think it was the other way around. Yeah. We four hundred. We got four hundred times the amount of listens than we have in any other week, and we, we really appreciate we it. We literally gained um, like two hundred percent more subscribers, not just listens, right? Subscribers. Uh, just off that uh, two last two episodes. So, Kenny, thanks again for coming on, and I know you'll be on in the future, and. Um, you know, I guess what is it? Um, uh, uh, spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's get to that a little bit later. Let's give them something to. We want to keep them okay. hanging around for a little bit. We got some big news for y'all later. Okay. Uh, that I'm really, really excited about. All right. So, well, I wasn't going to give out too much information. Well, I was going to say spoiler alert. Look for the bowl, a special bowling alley episode in a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, month, something like that. Hey, he's yeah. verified, so he can do what, whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, so thanks again, Kenny, and uh, and all you new listeners out there, welcome aboard to the Ringside Podcast. Um, and sorry uh, if Kruger busted your eardrums out. Um, he actually wasn't that loud, believe okay. it or not. I didn't think so. Oh, he, he might have been away from the mic, but it, yeah. it, my uh, ears are bleeding. drifted away because of that. Yeah, so um, for sure. All right, so uh, so we got a lot to talk about, man. First of all, about. happy birthday, America. When it comes crashing down. Today's Fourth of July. Yeah, you can't see me, but I've got my hand to my forehead. And also, John Cena. Speaking of, you can't see me. Is is on SmackDown tonight? I can't see him. <laughs> I heard some interesting stuff about him in that second part of the. Uh, I have to go back and listen. I'm not going to give it away if you haven't listened to it. 
y- y'all know how much I dislike John Cena. This made me like him a little bit more. Not a lot, but a little bit more. He's more like my friend Daniel than I ever knew he was. Daniel? No, 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 no. Daniel's not like that. Or you mean a different Daniel? Uh, by the way, do you want to get a Ricky Chevy shout out in there at all, or a slam, or a no? I think Kenny did a great job of that last <laughs> week again. <laughs> he did. Go back and listen. He Our did. guy Ricky was ran through the coat. But with that being said, Chris uh, had a lot of nice things to say about him. He did. So. He did. He did. Chris is a good guy. All right. So um, let's let's talk about some what we're here for in the first place. I mean, let's I, do it. You know. Well, um, once again, thank you for all the support and everything. Go back and check out some archives if you haven't listened to anything else. But today, um, actually, J.K. was the one that came up with this idea. So this is J.K.'s topic. I'm gonna give him. This is his. I'm gonna give him props for coming up with this idea. Somebody's got to come up with show ideas. That's true. Someone's got to do it. Might as well be you. Is it the lottery? That's the lottery. I think so. Okay. I think so. All right. So, um, but JK came up with this idea. And you know, it's been literally, um, well, almost a year. We're about two weeks away from officially a year. July 9th, 2016, a very big thing happened in the WWE. Do you remember what it was, uh, Jeremy? Yeah. I believe it was the the draft. It was the draft. Yeah. There you go. It was the draft. Was that a bell I just heard? Did, Did I get that one right? No, you didn't get it right. No, I don't know. You like not... to add sound effects. I don't know. No. I was hoping. Um, the, <laughs> the the draft happened on July 19th of last year. And, and since the draft, there's been a lot of changes, good and bad, mm-hmm. um, in the WWE. So, um, so, yeah, it's been a lot of changes, good and bad. And we're going to discuss all that. We're going to talk about them all. We're probably going to talk about your favorite person, too, um, favorite WWE wrestler, um, one of them for sure. The other one maybe, but definitely the one of them for sure we're going to talk okay. about. And, you know, and I'll tell you, when we get to that, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's it. Absolutely. So, um, but, yeah, so, so this happened. So, basically, they split the roster up between Raw and SmackDown. They had a draft, and Raw got three to two. Was that the way it was? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Three yes. picks to, to SmackDown's two picks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have the actual order right here, the way okay. the picks went down. But um, well, Why did you ask us if you had the order? Well, because I couldn't remember if it was three to two or if it was. I knew Raw got more, but I couldn't. But, but you got the order. So no, I don't I have the order. Well, I have it listed by how Raw laid down the order and how SmackDown, <clears throat> and not based on who was one, two, three, and four. Okay. So, but Raw did look, look at this list. This is just page one. Look at SmackDown. Look at Raw, <laughs> and then page two is kind of even. But anyways, all right. So, um. So, anyways, J.K., what do you what do you think about the the draft since we, so far since we're, we're this far into it now a year? I think it was much needed because when you first looked at the roster before, it, there were so many guys that we could have argued whether or not they would have been world champion. But you know, with the show being focused around like so many guys and there's no split to it, you know, not everybody's going to get that opportunity with the brand split. It's going to help people, especially in the mid-card, get storylines. It's going to help them get something to do. And more importantly, it's going to elevate their status in general. I mean, right. One of the biggest winners right now of this draft is definitely The Miz. And that's not to say he was bad, but since the split, he's really elevated his game. He's been you know, increasingly becoming more and more of a prominent figure on TV, especially with this recent storyline with Dean Ambrose right now. Right. At the time the draft happened, remember, you had Mick Foley as the general manager of Raw with Stephanie McMahon, the commissioner, and then, uh, of course, SmackDown has what it has today, Daniel Bryan, general manager, Shane McMahon, uh, commissioner. Um, it, um, 
I still look looking back because I, I went back to the order and kind of looked at how they drafted. It's kind of I do agree with you that certain people elevated it better and it worked out, and some of them kind of just got lost in the shuffle. But then also your your main TV stars, you're still your main TV stars. But what it did was it calls like it calls titles to be created. Um, we had we only had one of every champion, and now we got two of every champion. Uh, split up between the brands, except for Raw still has an extra belt. Raw still has the cruiserweight. Um, uh, if you want to call it an extra belt, SmackDown technically doesn't happen. But NXT also got an extra belt because technically the UK the UK Championship has been battled on that more or whatever. So really, I kind of give that. Well, it's been defended on one of their pay per views and then one of the because wasn't it defended at a payback backlash payback? Sorry, I think it was Takeover payback. Chicago the day before though. Yeah, right. I was actually taking over the Chicago the day before. Yeah, it was actually that's where it was defeated. Okay, yeah, he's All actually right. right. Yeah, that was the better, the best match in a while. That it was. He was just put in, put out there. Um, so Raw's number one draft pick, which makes sense to me because it would have been my number one draft pick, is Seth Rollins, who is also the WWE 2K18 cover athlete. He is, and we'll get to that later. Yes, and he um, he is on going to be on that, and then um, you have. Uh, SmackDown Live's first pick was, was just pretty interesting. They picked Dean Ambrose. But it's your favorite wrestler there, Jeremy. Your favorite one. No, I told you we'll talk about him. No, no, it's not. Why, why, why not? Why because you you're more believable as a wrestler than he is. I, I admire your persistence to reluctantly admit your love for Dean Ambrose as a wrestler. Yeah. I don't. I don't care for him at all. He does nothing for me. And I will go as far as to say that my good friend Corey Graves on an episode of what's what's the show that they do from time to time? Bring it to the table. Bring it to the table. Said that he was the least memorable intercontinental champion, or he didn't do anything while he was intercontinental champion. And and I agreed with him. I mean, there's just nothing he's done so far to me, other than the Shield. When they were the Shield. I, I liked them all. I liked all three of them because it, that was a great faction. It was a, it had a great storyline. But when they broke everybody off and tried to split them every which way, uh, they they well, all got lost in the what shuffle. What he's doing me. right now, the little thing that was going on with the Miz, I did like this feud. I do like this, what's there happening. And, of course, I think the feud was – we even talked about it a couple episodes ago that is it, is it time to end it? And we were like, yeah, we think it is. But we thought it was time to end it. But at the same time, what they've done and revamped it has been good. Bringing in, you know, bringing in other people, which we'll get to that when we talk about currently. We're still talking in the past, but well, well plus though, another thing that kind of made it seem like it was starting all over again was the superstar shakeup when it moved right. from show to show. Kind of, kind of felt new again, even though we all knew it wasn't new. Yeah, of, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but it was just interesting. Now, remember, Dean Ambrose was the champion at the time, right? The WWE champion. So, uh, or they were having a match. Yeah, no, he, he was, was the champion. champion, right? And they had the match, and he could still keep the title and the title went to wherever and then at, at that time they were calling it the world heavyweight championship correct or wb world heavyweight that championship. was before they made the mistake of creating the universal well, championship when they created the universal title, then they changed it to wb right champion because they're yeah trying to brother and sister trying to compete one another whatever mm-hmm. um so now raw's first pick or second pick was actually a woman it was charlotte which was interesting to pick charlotte first or pick charlotte that high being right. a woman. um but smackdown live Picked AJ Styles. Now, why do you think? Do you think the only reason why Dean Ambrose was picked one was because he was a champion? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would agree with that because I think AJ should have been number one. 
Seth was the best wrestler at the time, which is why Raw picked him. But then, you know, SmackDown had to do the, the they had to secure the champion on their show. Wouldn't matter who it was. That's who would have been their first pick, in my opinion. I, it's hard. To, I mean, I still think I would have picked Seth over AJ only because age. That's it. Age. Like, if I was legitimately trying to start a company, I want AJ. Don't get me wrong. Right. But for age-wise, as far as longevity, I want Seth. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But they're both prop. Like of a better term, phenomenal, phenomenal wrestlers. I knew what you're going to go there. Yeah, and I and I really want to see them to fight. I wanted to see that match, and uh, one one day we will. Um, and then you got Raw did something else that was kind of crazy. They went and got their first NXT Finn Balor, which was the great pick right there that yes. early. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, he uh, he deserved to have been up a long top before that, and they brought him up. And boy, did they ever push him too. Um, yeah, the game, the, he was the first ever Universal Champion, and then he got hurt that night. And yeah, nobody ever got pushed up as early as Finn Balor and got a world title like he. He did. got pushed up. He won. He won all of his matches. Got the got the the title. Universal. It, Although, it's not a world title. It's the Universal I said, Champion. That's a title. I know. He said world title. Oh. It's not a world title. Well, it's a Universal title. It's bigger. Right. It's bigger than the world. Semantics. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we are dealing with Captain Semantic over here, so. And Mr. Plug wearing his bowling t-shirt over here. It's looking, I actually am wearing bowling yeah. t-shirt. It's uh, looking nice, except yeah. for the fact it's on you. Um, it would only be nice if you had a 69 on the back of it. Oh, my God. See, this is what I didn't miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't miss this part of it. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. Bowling would probably, when he listens to this, he's going to be like, oh, who's that guy? He needs to come around more often. All right, so uh, you won't say that. <laughs> he might, and then of course SmackDown picked John Cena, but you got to pick John Cena. John Cena it was the face that runs the place, still is to this day. Sorry, he really is. He sells the most tickets. It's proven. He puts the most butts in the seats, as Tony Schiavone said once. No. All right, so <laughs> let's, let's move forward. All right, Roman Reigns. This is a raw pick. <laughs> I, I it's mean, like the holy trinity of awful. Wrestlers. What? Finn Balor, John Cena? No, 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 no. You said Ambrose, Cena, and Roman Reigns. Oh, okay, okay. You've made, I thought you liked you've, Cena. No, I said I liked him a little bit more. I, 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 said, I prefaced that with, I still don't like him, but I like him a little more. That was off the re- before the show started, I said that. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? Porn. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> Porn. Um, All right, so then you got Randy Orton on SmackDown. Raw goes and gets Lesnar, which was weird, but Lesnar just got done with this whole UFC fight right after that. Well, it was weird at the time. Now we see why they went and got him, because this was their plan all along, was for him to hold the belt and only defend it once a year. I don't think that was their plan. I do. Well, I mean, that's your opinion. My opinion is that was was absolutely their plan. It got derailed when, when, oh boy, he got hurt. Finn Balor got hurt, and then no, but they they drafted Lesnar because they wanted to put Lesnar versus Goldberg. But the, Goldberg wasn't even going to sign at this time. No, nah, I, I don't believe that. The video game wasn't even coming out yet. They didn't even announce the pre order yet for Goldberg. No, they knew that till August. Right, I know this that. This is the earliest they've ever announced it. Right, but but that that the draft happened in July. The video game was announced in August. You're telling but, you're but, telling me that they just that the video game was released and they were just like no oh let's do that no Goldberg, I'm telling you my opinion okay but Goldberg didn't get the the traction to resign until he went on ESPN that's when they started really I'm telling you what I, how, what what I believe because okay. I read somewhere that that 
they started talking with him in June. What? And then everything just okay. I so we, that's why I think that that I'm saying I think that that was their plan all along was Goldberg Lesnar for Mania, and that that strap was going to be on him regardless of Finn okay. held it or well, not. I believe I know you said you believe, but you know I know somebody one time said they believe if they stand in the middle of I sixty five they won't get hit by a truck, but we know that's not true. Okay, we've only got room for one Honestly, funny man on the show. Looking back on it, I thought Brock would have been the first pick for Raw. Well, he should he probably would have been, but I think had he been an active guy at that point, the active guy, and plus the whole UFC thing happened two weeks before that, right? And you had the whole, and at that time they they brought out the. Uh, the alleged, the well, the, actually, it wasn't alleged anymore. He was proven to cheat with the whole, you know, drug or whatever it was, or cheating. This. I mean, the train of thought was, you know, Brock was probably the biggest draw. He had the UFC pull to mm-hmm. him. He had mm-hmm. prior experience as one of the biggest names in the ruthless aggression era. And anytime he comes in, he's going to draw people in, regardless of who he faces, Randy Orton or Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Well, and speaking of him, he was the next pick for SmackDown, which I think they could have just waited and picked somebody later and picked somebody, brought somebody up higher. Um, Your Bray Wyatt hate is real. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Bray. Although, he made me like him a little more here with this JoJo thing. Um, not that he cheated on his wife, cause, but I'm just saying that, you know. Right, that's, that's, that's the way it came off. Um, then the new, day, the new Day gets picked up by Raw. Becky Lynch on SmackDown. Sami Zayn on Brawl. They could have waited. The Miz and Maurice on SmackDown. Sasha Banks. Uh, see, they could have put her over. If anybody should be aggravated at the draft order, it is the most must-see Intercontinental Champion of all time, the Miz. He should have felt very disrespected he by was. going as low. That's why he. That's right. That's, that's what I'm saying. He had a right. But he used that on SmackDown on SmackDown to make him to the. I'm level agreeing with you. Oh, I know. I, we're, we're agreeing. Yeah, I, I know. Your your tone was combative. So was yours, but it's okay. We're just not used to agreeing. It's okay. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, I'll give you that All one. Right. Um, Baron Corbin, they could they could they could have saved that one too. Um, you uh, mean Mister Money in the Money Bank. in the Bank, Baron yeah. Corbin? Well, you know, whatever. Um, Chris Jericho, Brawl, American Alpha, SmackDown, Rusev and Lana, Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens. That shocked me. That Kevin was that far down. Yeah. Especially given to what happened two weeks later, or a month later, whatever it was, when after the champion, and then he ends up, you know, right. being the, you know. Right, right, know. right. Uh, Natalia, Enzo and Cass, the Usos, um, the club, Kane, which was a waste. Right. Big Show, uh, Kalisto, Nia Jax, Neville. Uh, Naomi, Ascension. These are these are going to SmackDown. Sorry, I'm not telling you where they're going. Um, but okay, so and then it gets down. Let me just kind of skip over here. We get like people like the Dudley Boys go to Raw, Zack Ryder. But then they SmackDown picks up Alexa Bliss. Still, um, Braun Strowman goes to Raw, and then you notice like everybody else on Bray Wyatt's little team goes to SmackDown. So we kind of figured they were breaking the right. Down. That setup and that actually we'll get to that in a minute. We'll talk. We'll come back to Braun Strowman. Okay. Um, Shining Stars, Bo Dallas, um, Eric Rowan goes to SmackDown. Um, Briz, Briz, Bristango, is that what they're called? Yeah, well, now they're called. Bless you, the fashion police. police. Still yeah. called Brizongo. And then the last one to be picked was Carmella on SmackDown. Um, so, well, which at that point, it was, it was justifiable. Well, she was being called up from. And the other person got right. Mojo Rowley, Car- Carmella, Alexa Bliss. And then we talked about the others from um, yeah, NXT. Finn, Finn, Finn and uh, Alpha. Alpha, yeah. So, um, 
And real quick before we get forward on that, yeah. they screwed, in my opinion, the end zone cast thing they did a couple weeks ago. It didn't sit right with me. I, 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 I didn't like them breaking those guys up this quickly. I didn't either, but I thought you were more of a – you didn't like those guys. No, I I don't hate end zone cast. Oh, I thought okay. I had it. No. I had it. I had you on the the. Well, well, you said you have a lot of things wrong. So they 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 broke them up too early. I do agree. And the the segment we just saw recently, where it looked like they were trying to swerve you, like they're back together. Yeah. I was like, come. But but I did like how they made it go longer. Like I was expecting them to do it in the ring, and they went all the way to the top. And I'm going, are they? What is going? Then I thought, did they really just do this angle for no reason? And then I'm going, okay, there can't be. Here's what I was hoping. I know we didn't expect to go off on this tangent. I'm sitting there when when Cass comes out. I'm like, I look. Me and my niece were watching. You know, I watched Same wrestle music. with her. Well, it was the same music, but it was slowed down a little bit. It was just really? a tad bit different. Yeah, well, I thought it was. I thought they pushed it out later. It was. It was just like the song didn't start from the beginning. It started like yeah. But if you if you noticed, which I did, it was a little bit slower. The beat was a little bit slower. But I was watching with her, and I was like, I really, really hope they've realized the error of their ways, and they're going to get them back together. And they got about three quarters of the way back up the ramp, and my niece looked at me and said. He's about to throw him through that, that video wall, isn't he? And I said, well, normally he would have already done it by now, but we, there's always hope that they could pull a DIY, DIY on him. Like, you know how they did that as well. Right. And, and then they did. So Yeah, I was doing so much better. So yeah. much better. So I mean, I, I was it, DIY made you mad. Like, seriously mad. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I was, was more mad last week than I was this week. I was right. I, I kind of I expected a swerve coming. But the last week I was a little mad. But it's still, I wasn't as mad as DIY doing that or whatever. That, that, was, that was made me mad. It, it, it made you genuinely angry. Yeah. Because that team, there was no, no need to split them up either. Yeah. And it was, it, it was a true shock. They even showed the little banner in the corner like the show was ending. Oh, that, that's, what, that? that's what was great. That's yeah. what made it so great. Yeah. They, they did the same thing with uh, Owens and Zane at TakeOver. They, had, they showed that lower third, and then Owens just beat Zane into oblivion. That's how they always get you. They think the show's over, and then I'll tell you what, man. Over. Triple H knows what he's doing, man. He knows what but, he's doing. To be fair, Zane deserved to have his butt kicked uh, at all times. I've been watching some Owens. I, I didn't – I mean, I guess I should have known this. But I, I I recently Googled Kevin uh Kevin Steen promos and my God, the jewels that you will find on you now they're not suitable for listening to for the young no, years. They're not. I was gonna say please. But they are phenomenal. And I know that's a term that we use a lot around here. My God, are are they are they great? Outstanding. I, I watched him recklessly even power bomb an old promoter, uh, the promoter at Combat Zone Wrestling. Looked like he almost broke his neck, and then he picked him back up because the crowd said one more time, and then he did it even more. Ra- I'm I'm even bigger fan of him now than I was before. Did you ever see the one with the young bucks in the? There's yes, the <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, uh, we can't really get into that no, one here, no, no, but it was the young bucks and Adam Cole, correct? Yeah. Did you know who either of those people are? Yes, I know the okay, whole. Okay, I'm trying to make sure. We're like, trying to make sure that you know who everybody is. Uh, but it it was great, and then he then he tried to you know Bye-bye. he tries to use the, he uses this inappropriate language, and then looks at the young bucks and is like says something along those lines of I'm sorry y'all are Christians and then, and y'all don't talk like that, and they say something like Well, we're not saying that you are. It was something along those yeah, lines, it was, and it, it, it was, was great. Stuff. It was good stuff. It was great. Um, so um, reminded me Bron- of J.K. a little bit. Back to Braun Strowman. <laughs> what the, if anything? 
this draft turned him to a whole new monster. And they did it right because when they broke him up, he was with the Wyatts or whatever. So they put him back separate. And I'm glad they put him by himself and put everybody else on the SmackDown. Mm-hmm. He's on Raw. They gave him squash matches. They brought back the squash match. Great. Come in there, just show him how monster he is. And then finally, they get him into some good angles. Yeah, we hadn't seen those squash matches, uh, matches since Ryback. Remember when Ryback, they repackaged Ryback and he was coming, he was fighting two, three. Two on one, three on one. I don't. I, don't, I think they did this longer. I think he only did like one or two squash matches. But I think no, he did. did it for about. But Braun did it for like two or three months. And then they, then Nia Jax was doing. It was having the yeah, same thing. Yeah, so absolutely. Like you're, you're building a woman monster mm-hmm. and you're building a man. You know, it's like they oh, screwed Nia great. up though. They didn't handle that situation appropriately. She should be the champion right now, in my opinion. She will be. I think she'll get there. Yeah. I but, think they're uh, setting that up right now with this whole Sasha. But even before uh, you bring up Strowman in, in the squash matches, even before Ryback, which was in recent memory, they hadn't done that in a long, long time. And it, it was the stuff like that that makes me happy when I see stuff from the from the 90s and from the late 80s, the stuff that made me fall. I mean, something as simple as doing an interview. You remember the old interviews me and Gene used to do out in the crowd on the little podium? If they did something like that now, I would I would eat that up. I would love it. Renee Young or uh, Dasha or I mean, yeah, they would all be perfect for that. Yeah, absolutely. Or even uh, well, we're yeah. agreeing too much tonight. We are. I think we. I think Kenny Bowen. Did Kenny break us? us? Yeah, he did. Are we broken? Are we broken. Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! Take my mic away, <laughs> brother Jeremy. Okay, hold on, real quick. <laughs> I could give you a nickel, and you still couldn't give me your two cents. All right, now we're back on the right page. Uh, yeah, but look, hey, burn. Look. I, I don't have no sense because I'm all about the dollars. All right. So, uh, <laughs> where's your mute button? <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, back to, yeah, Braun Strowman, how they did it. And then, of course, now look at him being this monster and this great, and like he's a top. And his work, his work's got better. He's got, he's actually, the squash match has helped. These feuds he had, even with Roman Reigns and other people, it, it's helped him become a better wrestler because he was kind of green. Mm-hmm. And he still is green and in the wrestling sense, but. He was. You could see it. Now he's. Now you don't see it as much. He is very protected now, and mm-hmm. um, he can have these big matches with Big Show. What was that forty twenty five minute brawl match? Yeah, he it was at least a half them. hour. He the one where he broke them. the ring. Well, that one. But there was. They had another one a few months. Right. A month before. Absolutely. That. And they were just amazing. You remember those matches? I wouldn't say amazing, but You're they were great guy just... for two big guys. Remember, he took a hiatus after WrestleMania. That's right. Yeah. So, but yes, they they were great matches for two big guys. I will I will give you that. They have, were... you, have you watched anything? I watched SmackDown. I still don't watch Raw. Raw's been better. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. Now, remember at the time we also had Emma, Nikki Bella, Tamina, Luke Harper. Uh, Heath Slater was a free agent going back and forth to shows. Uh, Taker, uh, those guys were not, uh, and Triple H were right. not technically drafted. Uh, later, Nikki got cleared and ended up going to SmackDown, which made sense because John Cena's there. Emma came came on Raw um, later. And left. Lot, lot, lot and then came back yeah. and left. Heath Slater ended up working his way to a job, uh, which. He's got kids. Which brought Jinder Mahal and signed to Raw and then brought Rano back if they did the tag team. Uh, and so that worked out. And then later, Mickey James ended up joining. Um, and then, of course, Kurt Angle took over for McFoley, which I love Mick, but at the same time, Kurt Angle is much better row. Absolutely. And Mick is kind of one of those but- come in, butter you up, and leave. He-, he doesn't need to stay around very long, in my opinion. For me, Mick Foley, he loved what he did in the ring. Excuse me. Loved what he did in the ring, but 
it was so many times when he was on the microphone, he just didn't feel, it didn't feel like to me that he belonged on the microphone, if that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, there are a I lot of would. people around that don't belong on the microphone. Yeah, for sure. You got something to say? No? All right, so uh, now since then, though, we've had a shakeup that happened right after WrestleMania, but I, I think they did it too early, but it's made things better, though, so I can't really say too much. Well, it's made it better for one of the shows. And the other show, it's made it better for one of the shows, and the other show's going around like a chicken with his head cut off. They they don't make they're not making any storylines since we haven't seen it. We've seen American Alpha maybe one or two times since they came to Louisville. Uh, and and the last time I seen them, it was just uh, Gable that come out and and challenged my guy Kevin Owens in the face of American Challenge. Um, were they in Columbus, Ohio? They're they're in somewhere he claimed to be from, which he really right, wasn't from. Right, right, right. Uh, and before that. They were the tag team champions at one point and weren't on TV for a month. The Usos, now they've been having them come out a little bit more. We've seen them uh, uh, a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, but. What do you think? I mean, like, what do you. I just don't know, dude. What I, makes, what, but why are they so, di- I mean, I know one's three hours and, and one has more star power, but is it, you, what, they still have it. They're still trying to. I think they're purposely trying to make them completely different. And I know they are. Give me. But I think they're making it. Sometimes they're. It's hurting them. I think it's making SmackDown here re- recently because for a raw for a while Raw was doing terrible and SmackDown was killing it. And now it's kind of flipped the script. And I think they're purposely trying to make it so different that it's becoming terrible writing and booking or whatever you want to call it. Here's the problem. For so long, we uh, we automatically assumed well, Raw's going to be the the established stars show, and SmackDown's going to go. It's going to be where you want to go to try new people, to try new stuff. We were so excited for uh, AJ Styles. He he had a great run. Um, Dolph had had a good run. Miz had a good run, and then they just started changing. It. Why are Kevin Owens and AJ Styles? fighting for the United States Championship when they should be fighting for the the World Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Championship. Why do we have Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton? Sounds like for for multiple, multiple pay-per-views in a I, row. I think that changes tonight, though, on when, so, when the free agent shows up on SmackDown. I hope so. Do you hope so? I, I, hope so, I hope it changes because that means they're not going to let John Cena defeat uh, Jinder Mahal and then have Jinder beat him. But the, no way they let Jinder. So that means that they're going to have to pull somebody like AJ, like KO. Well, you know what happens when John Cena wins the next title reign? Title yes, I, I, I know what happens. Every time John Cena shows up in a big match that he should never win, and it's, it's blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, but see, here's what I think. So I think you're going to swerve you. I think you're going to think John Cena's going to win at SummerSlam. Against Jinder Mahal, and I think Jinder Mahal is actually going to get that credible win. Credible, not not incredible, but no, no, I heard, I heard you said credible. Oh, okay, I, you well, said I, right this time. I know you used to saying things wrong, but that was right. Right, I just want to make sure I point. I didn't say incredible. Right, right, so, right, right. But but I think it's going to, and that was going to. I would laugh Jinder. my butt off. Well, that'd no, be great. I, I think it'd be great for Jinder. I actually am liking what they're doing with Jinder Mahal. I do too, but it doesn't need to be at the level he's at. He should be doing this shtick he's doing as the United States champion. You cannot tell me that this anti-American major heel 
that's got a great presentation to him should not be holding but, but, the United States flag belt on his shoulder, making everybody. He's not a heavyweight caliber wrestler. Ah, uh, see, I think he is. I think he's worked his way to get there now. I think he's what they're doing. Dude, he wrestled Gronk. At, uh, I mean, Gronk came in and shoulder tack- tackled him at Mania in, in the Battle Royal. Right, but uh, I, I get that. But also, and then he lost to Mojo the next night on or the next week on SmackDown. I mean, Mojo. Chris Jericho got beat by Fandango. He's underrated. I, I agree with that. Fun and it's Fandango. I know. I said I said it that way on purpose. He I, I, Fandango. I said it that way on purpose. I, I know. I know. I agree. It's it's but it's just what sometimes it doesn't matter. Wins and losses should matter, but sometimes they they the way they do the booking, it's like you can write some some of them you can write off, some of them you can't. Like for example, Oscar's. Never lost yet. She's undefeated. They're not. They're not pumping that up like like they should be. I think they shouldn't be making that the huge. I don't know, disagree. It's like well, you know, and that's the only thing I think they're, they're doing wrong in NXT. It's like that's the only thing they're doing wrong is they're not promoting that right. But I agree. They're doing a lot of great things there. And we'll get to that later. But it's just, um, man, it, it's just. I'm just. I, you know me. We've said this a thousand, or I've said this a thousand times. I believe in working your way up. Jinder has been around for quite a while. He was part of the 3MB, the laughing stock. But has that not working his way up? Of, of, of WWE. Well, I mean, he didn't have any tag team title runs. He didn't have any intercontinental or United States championship. I'm telling you, right now, if he's got, if you switch those belts, I'm the biggest Jinder Mahal fan here in the room. He doesn't, you have to earn the WWE championship. I know it's given to people. But that's something you have to earn. When you give some laugh, – laugh at this if y'all want to, but to me, he's about as credible of a WWE heavyweight champion as did David Mick Arquette. Fo- did, did Mick, did, but Mick Foley earned it? Absolutely. Did you he not see – He didn't have see? an Intercontinental run. Well, he might have had a crawl, but he was still uh, he was still a multi-time Intercontinental champion. Multi-time? Yeah, and, and he was – wasn't he a tag team champion as well? Justin, can you look up if he was a tag team champion prior to that? But Mick Foley was – can't even really say it because even though he was just mankind at the beginning, he's been Cactus Jack kicking butt all over the world. I know you probably hadn't heard of him at that point, but for years and years and years, Cactus yeah, Jack versus Big that. Van Vader, so Clash of Champions. So is, we talked about Jinder Mahal's been around since 2001, wrestling and independence and everywhere, OVW even. I mean, he's been wrestling since then. So it's like, you know, I'm he's just, paid his dues and it's, it's 16 years. I mean, Jerry Lawler paid his dues, but he's never been, I mean, WWE champion. No, but he don't, he's beat every WWE champion, though. I mean, that's true. For the most part, up until right these recently. These, these My point guys. is is that if you put that United States strap on him, he is gold, and leave it on him for a year, make every American mad, and then you let the guys like AJ, KO, Ziggler, those guys fight for the heavyweight title, bring some, I mean, whoever you want to put in that and it's, it's go. I know the title shouldn't matter which one it's on, but to me, I love KO. I love AJ. This sh- this should be a dream feud for me. But what's it for? For a belt with a flag on it? I think we're getting to the point where no, no, no. I think it's going to turn down. I think we saw a WrestleMania match for SmackDown for the main title. It's not going to be General Mahal. I think he'll drop it by then. I think it's going to be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at. WrestleMania. We saw that stare down. We saw that moment, and and 
WB just t- gave us a taste and just to see the reaction. Of course, it was phenomenal. Will you stop? Oh, wait a minute. That's your thing. I'm retiring that gimmick. You've not been you around for a while. You know, that's, no, that's I, your stick. I am retiring that gimmick. Oh, right. wow. That's the end of an era. Okay, so will you stop? No. It's... Wait a minute. Can I have it if you're not going to use it? You're not allowed to use it. <laughs> that's that's quite unfortunate. It's blacklisted I, you know, according to your rules. Let, let's take a break. Let's go into our uh, This Is Awesome moment. So as some of you all may or may not have known, uh, was it this past Friday, Daniel, when it was released? No, it was two Fridays ago. Two Fridays ago. That shows how much I know. Two Fridays ago, there was a a much-anticipated release on Netflix. It was a remake of the 80s series, The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. This is my This Is Awesome moment, too. Okay, all right. Okay, so yeah. it's, we're both awesome together. I don't know if I can do the rest of this show. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Um, well, first off, I see people tweeting about it, um, and I'm like, I hadn't heard about it. I didn't know that it was being. JK brought it on, brought it, brought it up on one of the news reports about the first or second. Oh, that's episode. right. I forgot about it. We'll I mean, see that. First or second episode, though. Right. So that was a long, long time ago. But yeah. anyway, so I seen people tweeting about it. So I was like, hmm. So then I started talking with Daniel. Uh, via DM about it, and I was like, do you know where it's... And he's like, yeah, Netflix. So I get on there, I watch the first episode, uh, and, and I watch anything wrestling. So I, I see a couple people, I, I don't want to spoil it for those of y'all who haven't watched it, I see a couple people I recognize, so while I'm watching the first episode, I'm like, I like, I Google to see who else is on it, and lo and behold, there's a plethora, you like that, a plethora of old favorites from the WWE. One is a star. One is a one star of, is the star of the show. show. One of the one of the main cast people, I should say. Right. Uh, I mean, do we want to give away anything? Yeah, we can. Okay. So, Awesome Just Kong, Awesome Kong, or Karma, or uh, Kia, Kia Stevens. Stevens. Yeah, uh, name. She is a uh, the welfare queen. Is her wrestling name? Yeah. Uh, they try to make these wrestlers as offensive as possible. And stereotypes. That's what they kind of did with Glow. Too. Right. I mean, it was kind of like that. But. I love. I fell in love with it. It took me a while to get into it because the it's made from the creators of the Oranges New Black. So if you like that style of writing and that kind of way it works, I mean, it's kind of. I never seen any of those episodes, but someone. Uh, I'm not a fan of the show. I never really. Got no, into I've it. never watched it. But someone that that I work with that um, saw the show said yes. It's kind of that same style of writing how they do things, and I. I, I guess. I would if I tell you more about it. I would give. I would give spoilers away. I don't want to. Right. Do we don't want to so, do that. Yeah. But uh, you see so many of so many old favorites. Uh, it brings you back. I mean, it it, it just I love so much about. It. I don't know where to begin. I mean, it was again. You all know that I'm a traditionalist. I like a bunch of you know. I like I like to be reminded of how it used to be over the way it is now because I think even you all would agree. What we have going on now is nothing like it was in the '90s. Do you know who trained all the girls in those in the in the show? It was um, well, Awesome Kong, Keo Stevens, but also Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, I did. Junior, junior Chavo Guerrero Junior. I noticed that they gave a shout. I, I assume that because I noticed they gave a shout out uh, 
when Chavo Sr. passed away. Mm-hmm. They did one of the episodes, and that was at the end of it. But it took a little, as it does with any new series, the first episode went really, really slow, introducing every individual character. Yeah. But by episode two, I was hooked. I I loved it. And they're not very long. I think they're 30 or 40 minutes each. 36 so. minutes, right around that. And wow. I watched the entire season in one setting. That's yeah. how much I was hooked. I, I usually I'm 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 the kind of I watch two or three. I'm I'm as as we're doing this right now. I'm uh, literally um, about um, I think six episodes in. I think and there's ten. So I'm almost I'm, I'm and it's because I'm watching. I'm I'm so, I'm going to right before I go to bed and I'm getting tired. Like uh, I want to watch another one. So I, I'm forcing myself to go to sleep. Pretty much is what I'm doing. But yeah, it's it's really good stuff and uh, great actors uh, all in it. Great. Great storytelling, um, great, some good wrestling. Some, um, I love the cameo of the one wrestler that's in there for a while, and uh, um, it's good to see him have something that's where the camera's on him a lot because you know he kind of it's been a long time since you seen him on WWE getting that that um, that star power, Gosh. and he's a he's a great, and I think he was a great talent that they wasted. Wasted um, me and uh, me and me and Teresa talked about that. When we seen him on there, was, yeah. she was like, "I thought he was going to be the biggest what, star." What's his name? We just tell him what his character's name is in the show. Isn't it like Still Horse? Still Horse, yeah, Still yeah, Horse. Still, so when you hear Still Horse, you know who we're talking about, right? And yeah. I, w- when he was in that program that he was showcased in, I thought he was going to be the next big star, and they just kind of crapped all over him. Again, we don't want to get into any spoilers. We may get into it in the future, but. Love the show, love the presentation, love the story. You've not gotten to the end yet, but in the last in the last episode, it it's just awesome writing. Uh, I even was fooled to an extent. So, and, and it takes a lot to fool me. So, we we don't want to give away anything. Yeah. So, right. but it, it, great revival. It's one of, they they try to revive all these old shows and do remakes, and they. This one, even though it wasn't a direct remake, more like a uh, reenactment. Paying homage to it. Or right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. JK, you've seen a couple episodes, right, of the first one? or I've only seen the first one so far. Yeah. It's definitely it, – um, it it's interesting that Netflix is getting more in the wrestle. You got that. You got Lucha Underground. You know, I would love to see them kind of make a deal with maybe Ring of Honor or something like that. would be cool, too, as well. Um, I think they're in discussion. I heard that Ring of Honor was in discussions with one of the plat- streaming platforms. Yeah, I, I mean, don't recall if it was Netflix or not. That would take them to a whole new level as oh, well. Oh, would oh yeah, it would that'd be great. Um, um. Anyways, um, that's the uh, end of our this is awesome segment. All right, so um, you know, currently right now, ROH has had their best in the world pay per view, <clears throat> and shout out to. Former WWE superstar um, and 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 son of the Hall of Fame legend that is Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, baby. Dusty Rhodes, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Love uh, it, man. It's so I'm so happy to see him um, be you know become the champion and and what he's doing there on his you know out in the independent scene and all these other um, areas. TNA at once at one point, RH New Japan. It's just amazing, and uh, it's been great seeing him going out and just being himself. Yeah, and I think that WWE, I think WWE is going to bring him back, and there's there, eventually, and there's there's no way they cannot bring him back as Cody Rhodes. See, I don't think he ever comes back. I think he is, 
He has seen the light. He'll come back. Eventually, they always come back. I know, dude, but he, I think he's about to be on some next level type ish. I said ish. Shout out to the Usos. Um, is H. It is H. It's very H. But anyway, before I was very rudely interrupted, I think he's about to, to be the next Hulk Hogan. And let me explain what I mean by that. Hulk Hogan changed the face of wrestling. I think Cody Rhodes. No, no, no. He's already started to change. He's the only guy out there that doesn't work on contract and is wrestling for about eight different promotions right now. And in an interview that I uh, read a couple weeks ago, he's about to partner up with New Japan and uh, as so a so creative partner and just change the face of professional wrestling. So you're saying that Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, is going to link up with a huge multi-millionaire reporter or a promoter, sorry, and they're going to start. A global phenomenon, and call it Japanomania. No, no, then, no. What I'm then, saying is, is he's about to have a similar type impact on the professional wrestling world. An impact? No, I didn't say impact. You did. Uh, I didn't mean to say that. You know that I hate that word. But anyway, I think that he's about to change the game. Um, like like we've not seen it change since Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, now he's Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying a game. Here goes Mr. Semantics over here. What I'm saying is, is he's about to he make it. He's going to be Hulk Hogan. I didn't say he was going to be Hulk Hogan. The next Hulk Hogan. I said he was going to. Ha- he was going to. And then I said, listen. See, for those of you all who are fans of the show and that love me, I appreciate all the feedback that you give me in public and privately DM me so you don't have to tell Daniel how much you hate him. But you all know how much he twists words to try to make himself right. What I said was, and I'll repeat this, he's got an opportunity to be the next Hulk Hogan. And what I mean by that is, is he's going to change the face of the wrestling world. I didn't say he was going to go and hold the title for three years. Are you meaning like just be wherever you want to be? I'm saying yeah, he's already kind of started to change because he's the only person who doesn't wrestle within the contract. He can show up on any show he wants to any week, and he's about to partner up with New Japan from what I've heard, and we don't like to go rumors a whole bunch, but we do a little bit because that's what wrestling is. The most fun part is when you hear all the rumors and stuff. But the, the latest rumor is he's about to partner up with New Japan and take them on a statewide tour, and that's quality wrestling. I mean, we love the WWE. WWE is more showmanship. New Japan is a wrestling product. For those of you, I mean, would you argue that? Did you see Okada and Omega? At uh, Supercar, yeah, I mean, uh, New Japan is is dope, man. They have some so, I, and I think he's going to have a a big impact on the wrestling world. And I said it again. I don't care, whatever. I didn't say great. Bo- Sorry, let me digress. This Sunday for a in Texas. This Sunday in Texas, which is uh, coming up this Sunday in Texas. Right, that's why he said it. Slap nuts. Um, but I think he's going to have a huge. It's he's going to make a huge difference. And I don't, I don't. I'm not going to say he's never going to come back to WWE. But when you're when you're your own boss, why would you ever go back to being bossed around by somebody? Mic there's drop. A, there's a di- there's a difference when you have whatever. There's a difference though when you go back and you have this this big you know this big successful career outside of it. You can say, "Hey, WWE, 
<laughs> I don't need you. You see what I did out there? So you get what you want when you come back. Yeah, I That's mean, Albert Cohen. showed us that. What? That's Prince Albert. Remember when he left and come back? Is what was his name? Tenaki or Tensai? Tensai. Tensai. Yeah, yeah. He went over and killed it over in Japan, and then come back and got to do whatever he wanted. I think Cody's got the leverage to when he comes back to you know to say, hey, um, I can be what I want to be, and um, or I can go somewhere else and make more, make just as much money or more. I mean, he's making less money. He even admitted that, but he's happier, you know, and that's kind of what all matters. So, um, all right, let's. Um, I tell you what, let's go into our rapid fire. Somebody call nine one one. Shotty fire burning on the dance floor. Whoa. You're gonna start a fire that you cannot put out. It's up in flames. What is that? The gasoline? They're, they could not be that heinous. Okay, so in the rap, okay, so first off, we got um, Miz teaming up with Axel and Bo. Love it. Not a fan. Not a fan. I, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. As long as Maurice is not going away, I'm okay with it. But if she's going away and the two, the, that's his, that's his new like click. I don't like it. But if he, but if he's barely using them every so often, a little bit because they don't have nothing going on anyways, and Maurice is still around, then I'm okay with it. I don't think Miz personally needs like an entourage to help him at all. I think he's strong enough as a character to win matches on his own. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I would uh, um, agree with that. And I don't, I don't think he definitely needs to be uh, there at all. I mean, or have people with him at all. I think he's better on his own. But I do think he's better with Maurice. He took to a whole other level when Maurice was added to his, to his um, little group or whatever. His, I agree with that. But here's why I love it. Because those two guys are underrated. They're underutilized. And if you're going to create a Axel new is. Curtis Axel is not Bo Dallas. You can deal. You can Bo Dallas. You can toss him aside. But no, Bo, Dall- Bo Dallas though is a good wrestler. I didn't say great wrestler. I said he's no. a good wrestler. He needs to be. T- he needs to be a Wyatt brother. He does, but they're not going to. They, they they've already showed us they'd rather stick him in a bear suit than to put him with the Wyatt family. These guys could be the next evolution. Yeah. Uh, Throw one more guy in there, and, and you could have a new school evolution with the Miz ultimately going for the, the universal title at some point. You want to so, take this? So, what, I mean, what, what is there to take? I, I'm allowed the, to give an I'm allowed to give an opinion, and you all don't have to like it. Sometimes I clearly like don't don't agree with that. Well, that's great. I don't really care who agrees with me or not. I'm saying that I love them with him. Now you can say why you don't, and I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Next up, um, Lita and JR doing the commentary for May Young Classic. Did you hear the, the, the exhale there? So you don't like JR doing it? Love JR doing it. <laughs> Lita could not bless her heart. No, fine I, as can be. You've never seen her do commentary. I have. Yes, I have. You've seen her be on a, ta- a show before. Talk about whatever they've just seen or whatever. I have seen her on pre-shows. I've seen her on Tough Enough, and that girl can't put eight words together. 
Ricky Chevy could put more words together. Rest his soul. I mean, he's not dead. He's just not around anymore. Uh, can put more words together than she can. I'm not a big. She can prove me wrong, and I, I will be the first to say that I was wrong. But I'm not a fan. Not a fan of her at all. I think they could have put a hundred women in her spot better than her. I, I, I love her the commentary. So I, I can't. I can't really. But what's so? Di- okay, explain to me what what's so different between commentary. And the Raw pre-shows, the pay-per-view pre-shows. Is Renee Young good at Raw pre-shows? She's decent. She is. She wasn't great on commentary for NXT. There's two different worlds. But that was, to be fair, that was when she first started out. Lita's been around the game for, for a long time. She's not just starting out. I'm just saying, I don't think it'll be great, but she can prove me wrong. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you're looking for somebody credible, it doesn't get any more credible than Lita. But, I mean, if you ask me. Trish would be more credible. I was going to say, Trish Trash would have probably been a better option. Stephanie Stephanie would have been a better option. Trish just had another baby, so that's why she's not probably, you know. Stephanie would have been a better option. Maria Kanellis would have been a better option to me. I mean, again, it's just our opinions, but I – I could name ten women that I would rather listen to than Lita. She just she gets nervous, and and it's okay to be nervous. People who get most people that get on the mic, not me, but most people get nervous. So I mean, she's just always been real herky jerky to me. All right, All right. Speaking of uh, commentary, Momo Ranallo back at at the NXT. You said uh, the bell rang. I was I thought I heard it. Oh. Mel Ronaldo back on NXT. Well, back in WB on NXT now. Do you want one word? Yeah, one word. Flabbergasted and thrilled. Okay. One Conf- word each direction. Confused because I thought he was gone from WWE, but you know no, what? No, they never officially broke the, the con. He was still under contract. I, it was pretty much all but a given that he was going to leave. But you know what? Agreed. If if he's going to stick around in NXT, good for him. Well, it, to me, it makes more. It's a better fit. What is because you know why it's a better fit? Because again, not no disrespect for the people doing it, but Nigel McGinnis and Percy Watson make me want to. I used to watch NXT every week, listening to those two guys go at it, make me want to fall asleep. It's yeah. just not entertaining. I'm I'm assuming he's going to take the place of Tom Phillips so that Tom doesn't have to travel back and forth. So maybe Percy and Nigel will still be in there. But I I love it. I was always a big Marl uh, fan. Uh, I know exactly why he's there. It's because he, the WWE didn't want him to sue his pants off. True, but uh, it, 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 all right. Next now up, he to do what he loves. Ne- exactly. Next up, um, we kind of talked about this a little earlier. Seth Rollins, the cover of the Two K eighteen video game. Well, at least he won't get hurt on there. <laughs> really? He's been injury prone. <laughs> he's not been injury prone. He he's not. He he's not been injury prone. He's not m- nearly missed two out of the last three WrestleManias because of injuries. That would be injury prone. Anytime you injure more than once, you're some prone say, to injury. Some say the person who did the in- <clears throat> who, who injured the last time also pretty much injured in- in- put someone else's career out. So could that person be? Too unsafe in the ring. And I'm talking about the man they call Joe. You leave Samoa Joe out of this. 
<laughs> he's he's. Are we going to talk about him in a few? Because I think we need to. No, we're, we're not. We're, we're okay, we will right. in a minute. Okay. So, but it, but I think Seth Rollins being the cover, I think it, I think it fits. Yeah, he won't get hurt on there. That's what I said. All right. Final final thing. This is this is my this might lead into a longer discussion. Jim Cornette and the Vince Russo battle over. I mean, of course, the last eighteen years. But let's go into just recently what they've been doing online. Of course, it. it Leaked into this show with Chris doing the pipe bomb last week, but yeah, um, blurred. I don't know how much of it's real. I don't know how much of it's not real. There's been illusions that it was just a publicity stunt. I don't. I don't know. And that's that's the kind of stuff that I like. I like when I don't know whether something's true or not. You want me to tell you on the record or off the record? Either way, it's true. Okay. Yeah. I personally. <clears throat> I, Hello, I'm wearing his shirt, Kenny Bowen. He's he's friends with both of them. I know. You take him out to eat so he gives you information. I I know. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what, what, have, you heard, have you heard of the, 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 the pipe bombs and everything on it? Yeah, and I wish both of them would just see the light and stop, honestly. Would it, would, it's not, not Russo. Cornette needs to stop because Cornette is the one that's constantly digging this on. Vince Russo just wants it to go. He's trying to end it. And this whole – this last thing he did – should end it. Professionally speaking, always been a, I won't say a huge Cornette fan. I loved his work I in WC, uh, in NWA. I won't say WCW because I don't believe he was there. Um, I love Camp Cornette in, in the WWF. Um, he insulted me when I was a nine-year-old kid sitting in front row uh, at Raw he come up and made fun of me. I didn't really like him at that point, but then I started seeing some. But is I I just I don't know what I've I've heard again more stuff that I've learned by doing some research. I learned he wasn't very well liked at Ring of Honor. Um, he didn't like KO very much. Uh, well, here's the thing about I just don't I don't I don't know what to think about him. I don't know how much of. I mean, is he serious? Is this serious? It, it is. Corny, Corny's, Corny's always been a nice guy to me, except for one time he wasn't, but he apologized later. But it, and one day I'll share that. Right, we're going to have Corny on the show. We'll we'll get to that. What happened that day? But he, um, but he he, he but he does believe he he does believe what he believes, and he's he's you know he's strong in his beliefs and how he feels and how he thinks and how he, his perception of what happened. With Vince Russo in those days, and and TNA as well, and did you see him on Table for Three a couple weeks ago? I did, yeah. And he made some Russo jokes on there too. Oh, Bischoff, yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not Russo fans, and you know, but think about it. Look, think about this with Russo. Where was the WWE before Russo? WBF, whatever you want to call it. That's Get the it f was. out. Where was they before Vince Russo? Losing. Ratings getting killed, being destroyed. Where were they when with Russo? Trending, trending, trending. Boom. Top show of all time. Top show of all time. Top show of all time. Death of WCW. He's, but he's not the blame of the WCW. No, no, no. Well, he is because he got the WWE in such a great position. That, oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah. That's what I'm but, saying. But, but I mean, but not even, that he was the reason WCW. No. But even then, though, the WCW would have closed down anyways. Right. It was, just, it was a all time Warner did not want the business. You read Eric Bischoff's book. You read all this. I mean, right. it's it's a given fact. Right, right, right. So it's it's Vince Russo did good. Now he needs filters. He needs something. He needs a 
a collaboration of people or somebody that can make the final decision. But at the same time, he also, <laughs> but at the same time, he, he did great stuff. And even in WCW, he would have, he was trying to do stuff. Tony Schiavone talked about this on his podcast. He tried to do stuff, but they couldn't get past the standards of practices or whatever to be able to do the things they could have done. If they could have just did that, it would have been great. Yeah, because the Viagra on a pole match and the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match were awesome. That's the stuff he did get past them. No wonder they. I I don't know. I don't know. JK, right. That's your the end of our. Oh, you. Well, that was the end of our. Goodness, great, goodness, great balls of fire. We had a great debut on SmackDown. Well, it started on the Money in the Bank, and they've been on. Uh, well, at least one other show, and probably this one tonight. It's kind of weird that they 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 appear on the pay per view, but they didn't show up on the SmackDown afterwards. I don't get that, but. Uh, Mike and Maria Canales, not Bennett. <laughs> he took her name. <laughs> took her name. Shows up on Money in the Bank. And by the way, WWE did block hard videos of their own videos on on uh, and that on should be my pipe bomb today. That should be a, we should do a group pipe bomb about that one day. It won't be pipe, today. <laughs> being blocked, WWE blocking, not using their their stuff that we're trying to promote their show. They they yeah. straight up Dikembe Mutombo'd us. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, 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 not today. I hate when you agree with me. Stop. Um, yeah, I was. I've been a huge uh, Mike Bennett fan his entire career. He he got to uh, Impact Wrestling about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it only I guess I think it only sounded like a year contract anyway. So yeah, maybe that's what it was, and it was underwhelming. I believe he was the first person ever to p- uh, pin EC3, so that was a that was a chip. You know, that was a notch in his belt, but then he just kind of floundered away. Um, and to see them to show up, I'll give you your props. You said you thought they'd be main roster bound. I said I thought they'd have to probably work, start out in NXT to work their way up. They didn't, but like you said, they debuted on Money in the Bank. And then they, they were on, uh, they were not on the main TV program of SmackDown, right, but they, they did do it behind the scenes. They did, they, they cut a promo on SmackDown. It just wasn't televised. Yeah, they released right. that video extra after the show. Right, right. right. Um, uh, let's we think of their gimmick, though. I, I kind of like it. This 80s love thing going on. and Are they going to challenge Nikki and John? That's my only question. Oh, well, John comes back tonight, and then Nikki, I don't know if that'll be the same night or later, but if she even comes back. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it's I hope so, because that means that would keep John out of the title hunt. But you know, well, possibly. But you know, one thing about it is, um, he she, she is so good on the mic now than she was years ago, and it's going to be good to see. I, I really kind of want her to get back in the wrestling part of it, you know. And I think uh, she was a decent wrestler. She was. Yeah, I mean, I think she's. She wasn't she like the authority figure on Impact for a while. She was the. Uh which helped her out, but what set her up for that? A lot of people don't realize this if you don't watch all the products. But she was the front person for a faction in Ring of Honor called the Kingdom, mm. and it was her. Uh, Mike, I don't remember the other guys that were in that faction. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on that. But it, Mike Bennett was a part of that, and she was the the. She's the only one that talked. The faction kicked butts. She did the talking, yeah. and uh, that led her. But yeah, she was when she left. She was what? actually the the. In Brooke Hogan's old, remember yeah. how she was the authority right. knockout? She was in her old uh, position. The, um, Giggity. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like her. Of course, Mike Bennett was on um, 
uh, uh, ENC's pod, pod of awesomeness a couple weeks ago. And, and you know what? I never really heard his, I mean, I've heard him in a couple of interviews, but he, it was like a two hour conversation with him. And he, and I was, I was really intriguing, really good. And I was like, man, this guy is really awesome. And I didn't know he did this gimmick. He did this gimmick that he would, he would sing Edge's theme music during a match. Like on this day, I see clear. And he had the fans doing it with him. It was hilarious. I I went back and Never saw some videos. YouTube videos. was that in Ring of Honor or in? in it was Ring of Honor. Okay, uh, and a little bit of New Japan when they did stuff there. Okay, it was. Okay. Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. And like, of course, Edge was talking. They were talking about whatever. And he was like, he would he would call it the because whatever he was doing the Edge movie, he would call it the I see clearly is how he would call the spot. And then he just one day sung it, and then the next thing you know, it clicked. The the fans heard it and it clicked on. I was like, man, that's pretty funny. So I, want, I would love to see that in WWE, though. That would be hilarious if he was able to do that, to get that across. He started out as the, the blue chipper Mike Bennett in Ring of Honor yeah. and transitioned into the miracle Mike Bennett in Impact, whatever we're calling it right now. I don't, well, you know. Snooze fest. And, and now he's Mike Kanellis. Which I kind of like. Yeah. It, it's, like it's oddly – it's but we haven't – for me – if I'm being honest, we've not seen enough of the gimmick yet to to love it, hate it, to understand. He, they were on for about a minute and a half during Money in the Bank. Well, the fact that they're on, the fact that they're being pushed to the level they're being pushed, I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. They could have just swept being, them under the rug. Speaking of being pushed, let's flip the script to Raw. What do you think yes. about the Samoa Joe that this coming Sunday? We get the we get the great. Don't you B- do it, you mother GBOF. Of, there you go. No, actually, Sunday. you know what? I've decided from now on, when it comes to referencing that pay-per-view, we will allow – it's just like doo-loop, doo-loop. we will have our, our uh, co-host over here announce it, you know, like Michael Cole used to announce when the yeah, – gi- yeah. so can you go ahead – what's the name of the pay-per-view? This Sunday in Texas. This, okay, so okay. this Sunday in Texas. We got some old – Samoa Joe, that or the guy that called Joe. The guy that called how, Joe. How, how would you say his name is? So, well, well, Roman has been calling him Samoa Joe. Samoa. 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 Not Samoa. Right. Samoa. All right, and then you have Brock Lesnar. What do you think? The fan in me is hoping that Joe's going to choke him out and take the title. But would that make sense? We don't know where Brock is in his career. Is he about to? Is he about to quit after? I mean. We just don't know. I my this one for me it's a toss up. I don't know who's gonna win this match, but I love the fact that they have brought these guys over that have earned it, like AJ, uh like Bobby Roode, he's doing his thing at NXT, so is uh Eric Young, Austin Aries, some they could have very easily buried all these guys on the mid card level. And they didn't they're giving them all chances. We're all seeing now. Uh KO is another example. Uh, we're we're seeing these guys elevated and pushed because they're working hard and they're getting their stuff in, as Kenny would say. And I'm so very proud that we didn't that that all these guys that we wanted to get signed by WWE didn't just come over and become an afterthought. They're making a different almost said impact, and I would kick myself in the butt. <laughs> they're making a difference, and and I love it. You know, it, it's great, and uh, I'm, I'm liking this feud, and I think it's uh, it needs to last longer than probably this one pay-per-view. I think it should go to SummerSlam. I think they're doing it right. I don't know what – they're making me believe that possibly the belt's going to be taken off of him. I don't think it's going to, but I, they're making me believe it. Um, Do we think probably Braun Strowman interferes in that match, setting up a Lesnar-Strowman SummerSlam match? No, I don't think so at you this don't. point. Okay. 
I don't think so enough. at this point. That's what I think. I, I, I mean, I, it'd be okay, but I think it's going to they're they're going to have a, they're going to fight again in SummerSlam. I really think that. I think they're going to extend it out another pay per view. Maybe that because Joe needs a win it and then they'll do. It. I don't know, but I don't think I don't think he's going to. I think they're going to let 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 Lesnar hold on. But I do think um, Lesnar wins by some kind of technicality, though. Um, okay, you know, or keeps the title, but some kind of technicality. I should fair say. enough. Uh, yeah, so I mean that's that's kind. I'm excited for this pay per view this this coming Sunday, um, or event whatever you call it. Great balls of fire. No. <laughs> okay, he just earned himself a mute uh, this Sunday in Texas, right, Justin? Okay, so we got that. All right, so <laughs> that's the end of our. I, I'm I'm just I'm over here aggravated. All right, well listen, we're, you're you know you know why because you know why? it's about my time to shine. You're aggravated, so let's let's go into. The pipe bomb. You want this? Come on. Lay the pipe bomb on me, big guy. Come on. Go ahead. I'm going to take the mic away from the stand for a minute. That's how you know I'm serious. So on Monday Night Raw a couple weeks ago, there was an injustice done. There was a clown that was unleashed on the WWE Universe. Some of y'all think he's funny. Some of y'all think he's ignorant. I think he's a dang fool. His name is LeVar Ball. They brought the Ball family on Raw, and they did exactly what everybody thought they would do. Made a fool out of themselves. You got LaMelo using racial slurs and curse words on live TV. You've got LeVar running to the ring like he was having a seizure. I had never seen anybody, the kid uh, from something about Mary, you know, Beans and Franks, ran in a straighter line than this kid did. Uh, Kid, I say kid. And then he gets in there, he interrupts everybody talking to their part. Dean Ambrose comes in, he interrupts him too. I was thankful for that a little bit. And then this guy continues to go on and prove what everybody's been saying about him, that he's nothing more than a glorified clown because he's sitting here everybody's like oh he's he's a good father none of his kids went to jail this and that and whatever they're not supposed to go to jail you low expectation having people the fact of the matter is this he'll never be welcome in wwe again they will never bring him back on his whole family looked ignorant yesterday because of him and for that lavar ball i've got Four words for you that I hope you never forget. Stay in your lane. Slap nuts. That was five words. All right. Well. He's an idiot. I couldn't agree with you more. And that was the worst segment they've ever done. Even the Alexa Bliss, this is your life, was better than that. Um, I could go in the middle of the ring for ten minutes and kick myself in the balls, and it would be a better segment than the actual balls being out there. That's great balls of fire right there. I'm getting out of this mother. <laughs> All right, that's the end of our show. We well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, this week, you can catch the show. You can download it all on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can also reach us on Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play, uh, the new TuneIn Radio app. Uh, as well as ringsidepodcast.com. Um, we're on social media everywhere. We're on the Twitter, the Facebook, and Instagram at Ringside Podcast. And individually on Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer. 
I'm at Jeremy underscore CSC. At Kruger Mania. All right. And uh, yes, I've got something to say to our fans in Japan. We have a lot of them. So I really mean that. Thanks to everybody out there. We really appreciate I'm not telling you what I said. I'm, they think You think I said one thing and I said something different. But uh, shout out. We're expanding worldwide is my point. We are worldwide, actually. A lot, we got a lot of new countries to come on board, too. Um, so we want to thank all of our listeners out there. Keep keep sharing, keep retweeting, keep following up, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate the support. Leave us a voicemail, 502-694-2310. Tell us what you like about the show. Email us at ringsidepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or just send us a tweet or whatever like you have before. Um, or tell us you hate the show. Or not that you hate the show, uh, that you hate Daniel. Yeah. Leave us a five-star review and then tell us you hate Jeremy. That's fine. But leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. We appreciate that. That pushes us up a long way. That really helps not only the downloads and and the listens and all the stuff you're doing and the subscribing and all you're doing already. Thank you so much for that. But five-star reviews is where we need – is where it really – let's Apple Podcasts know we mean business. We appreciate that. Thank you so much uh, for all that. Um, So next week we have a special episode we're going to talk about after this pay-per-view coming up. So tune in for that. And um, as always, until next time, you've been ringside. See you. Respect, cause ain't nobody breaking this redneck.